please stand and join in our first hymn, Be Thou My Vision. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. The Lord be with you. A warm welcome to morning celebration of Mass here at St Bride's, which is the funeral Mass for the repose of the soul of Jean McLaughlin. Welcome, of course, to family members who are here with us today, Elizabeth, William and Linda, and Jim and Charles, and Sorel and Greg and Evelyn and Caroline, Angus, Lindsay, Craig and Edie. Ariana, Eloisa, Ray, Elena, and Reed. Hope I've got all those names right. Welcome to all relatives, of course, and all family friends too. Today uh, there is uh, sadness for this family and friends of Jean as they ponder her loss. She has been with them so long, uh, for such a long time and such a long life. But amidst the sadness of the day, there are bright beams of sunshine as we remember her life, which has brought great joy and happiness to all. She was by nature a very happy and contented person, always smiling and very quick to laugh. Today then, instead of sadness, we count the blessings of having a good, kind person in our life, like Jean. To begin the Mass and to offer the Mass more worthily, we first call to mind our sins. I confess to Almighty God and to you, my brothers and sisters, that I have greatly sinned in my thoughts and in my words, in what I have done and in what I have failed to do. Through my fault, through my fault, through my most grievous fault. Therefore, I ask, Blessed Mary, ever Virgin, all the angels and saints, and you, my brothers and sisters, to pray for me to the Lord our God. And may Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Christ, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. Let us pray. 
O God Almighty Father, our faith professes that your Son died and rose again. Mercifully grant that through this mystery, your servant, who has fallen asleep in Christ, may rejoice to rise again through him, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. A reading from the prophet Isaiah. On this mountain, the Lord of hosts will prepare for all peoples a banquet of rich food. On this mountain, he will remove the mourning veil covering all peoples and the shroud enwrapping all nations. He will destroy death forever. The Lord will wipe away the tears from every cheek. He will take away his people's shame everywhere on earth. For the Lord has said so. That day it will be said, See, this is our God in whom we hoped for salvation. The Lord is the one in whom we hoped. We exult and we rejoice that he has saved us. The word of the Lord.
reading from the second letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. We know that when the tent that we live in on earth is folded up, there is a house built by God for us, an everlasting home not made by human hands in the heavens. We are always full of confidence then when we remember that to live in the body means to be exiled from the Lord, going as we do by faith and not by sight. We are full of confidence, I say, and actually want to be exiled from the body and make our home with the Lord. Whether we are living in the body or exiled from it, we are intent on pleasing him. For all the truth about us will be brought out in the law court of Christ, and each of us will get what he deserves for the things he did in the body, good or bad. The word of the Lord. be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. And Jesus raised his eyes to heaven and said, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am, so that they may always see the glory you have given me, because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Father, righteous one, the world has not known you, but I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me. I have made your name known to them and will continue to make it known so that the love with which you loved me may be in them and so that I may be in them. The Gospel of the Lord. There are people that you meet in life that have a sunny nature, people who smile and laugh a lot, uh, who are very positive about things, people who never seem to complain, yet have their uh, fair share of uh, troubles and sufferings. When I think of sunny people, I often think of Jean herself, for she always seemed to me to be smiling, laughing, and in good spirits. And even when the illness that she had brought her pain, she'd always say it was sore, but it wouldn't last the whole day. People with sunny natures, of course, make you feel better, make you feel better about yourself. I know that I always felt uh, when I went to her kind of cosy home to meet her, when I left it was always with her smile and the feeling that you just met someone who was special and good and kind. I must also say that every time that I visited her, uh, I always had a sense of visiting an aunt uh, who's long since passed. Her house always reminded me of that aunt, 
Her house, like Jim's, was always gleaming. She was gleaming, and there was always a cloud of cigarette smoke hanging in the air. Her, hair, her house was so cosy, so welcoming, and Jean was always delighted to see me as I was her. As you might imagine, there are many people that you meet in a priest's life, and I think that Jean will always stand out in my memory for several things. Her warm heart, her kindly ways, her warm hospitality, her friendliness, and the fact, a simple fact, that she was always smiling. Today we take part in the funeral rites of the Catholic Church for Jean. She always had a strong face, faith and always loved uh, the Mass. And today, at the end of her life, uh, the Mass is offered for her and the prayers that go with it. She would be pleased that it's offered for her today in this church, which meant so much to her over the years. The readings of Mass remind us uh, not to think perhaps of present sorrows, but to look to future joys. That it doesn't end all in death. That's not our final destination. But the destination is heaven. And all our roads, whatever we take, are roads that lead there. For that's the point that we're all travelling towards. In the end, we fold up the tent, as St Paul says, pack it away, and move on to a heavenly home. And there, we are united by the grace of God with one another in the love of God. What a joy to look forward to this, to be reunited with one another in the love of God. For Jean, we think of that reality today, to be united with all of those that she has loved and that she has long missed. What we listen to then today uh, maybe gives us a spark of hope for what is to come. We're not travelling to an ending, but to something which continues. God wishes that none be lost and all be saved, for it's the very reason why he sends his own divine son into the world. All her life, uh, Jean herself had a strong faith that brought her great joy and peace and contentment. It was a faith that was in her daily life and which Liz lived out each day. Just a, a few words, uh, maybe uh, today also by way of reflection on Jean's life. William himself, her son, will give an appreciation of mum's life at the end of Mass. She was born in the, on the 31st of July, 1927. Her maiden name, Lavery. She was born in Bridgeton. She had six sisters and three brothers. As was normal in those days, she left school at the age of 14, was a weaver to trade. In later life, like women in this town, she worked in the Hoover plant. She met her future husband, William McLaughlin, when she and he were both 15 years of age at a dance in Rutherglen Town Hall. How is it that 15-year-olds get into a dance in Rutherglen Town Hall? William did national service, and in his discharge, they married in 1948. They had four children, Liz, William, Linda, and Joseph. Sadly, Joseph died shortly after birth in 1958. 
Later in life, grandchildren come along, Caroline, Evelyn, Sorel, Greg, uh, and in more recent times, of course, the great-grandchildren who are here in good numbers. Uh, Ariana, Eloisa, Ray, Elena, and Reed. She had a very happy marriage uh, to William. They enjoyed holidays together, were regulars at the Whitefield Bowling Club, both loved dancing, and I believe that they would whiz round the dance floor doing the quick step. His, William's early death at 53, was a great blow to all of the family and to Jean. It was certainly, certainly the saddest part of her life. In later years, she became friends with Joe Smith. They both sang and danced and travelled together. They had a friendship and a bond that lasted 25 years until Joe's death in 2009. The family know that she had a great love for bingo and could master as many cards as she was given. There was something about the thrill of the game that she really enjoyed. But I think that she had a very competitive nature as well too. She really enjoyed her life. She liked her cigarettes. She liked that small drink that she had and the company of family and friends. She had an immense life of 95 years. Which one of us is going to get that number? So many things maybe then to think of today. But most of all, that happy and joyful nature, that friendliness and that warm-heartedness. We often, I suppose, think of people that have gone, that die, that they have gone from us. But are they truly gone? Surely the impact, the memory of them burns brightly in our life. That great truth that love never ends but remains is surely true. Our love for them never ends. It grows even deeper. On a day then like today, we are thankful to our Creator for all the blessings that come in life the joy and the happiness, the peace and contentment that he has given us, especially through the presence of people in our lives. On a day such as this then, we thank God for Jean's generous and good life and we commend her to the Lord. I ask you to join in our offer to him of today's Mass.
Easter. Pray, dear brothers and sisters, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. As we humbly present to you these offerings, O Lord, for the salvation of your servant, we beseech your mercy that she who did not doubt your son to be a loving saviour may find in him a most merciful judge. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Amen. Lift up your hearts. Amen. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. Amen. It's truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For it's at your summons that we come to birth, by your will that we are governed, and at your command that we return on account of sin to that earth from which we came. And when you give the sign, we who have been redeemed by the death of your Son shall be raised up to the glory of the resurrection. And so with the company of the angels and the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. Holy, holy, holy Lord God. You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them, like the dewfall, so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. And in a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples saying, take this, all of you, and drink from it. For this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. The mystery of faith. We proclaim your death, O Lord, and profess your resurrection until you come again. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that, sharing in the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world. Bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis, our Pope, Joseph, our Bishop, and all the clergy. Remember also your servant, whom you have called from this world to yourself. Grant that she who is united with your son in a death like his may also be one with him in his resurrection. And remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, Joseph, her spouse, the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be coerced to eternal life, and we praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honour is yours forever and ever. Amen. Please stand. We pray with confidence to God our Father in the prayer that Jesus has taught us. Our Father, 
throughout the earth. Hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, from every evil. Graciously grant peace in our days. That by the help of your mercy we may always be free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, who said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not in our sins, but in the faith of your church, and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign for ever and ever. Amen. Peace of the Lord be with you always. It's customary at this part of the Mass to exchange a sign of peace with one another, just uh, your neighbour beside you. Uh, so let's offer each other a sign of peace and friendship. Behold the Lamb of God, behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Just to invite you to communion, but if you feel unable to come to communion uh, but would like a blessing, please feel free to come forward and just to place your hand on your breast and I'll give you a blessing. Uh, if you don't want to receive communion or a blessing, then just, uh, just remain seated.
our God, whose Son left us in the sacrament of his body, food for the journey. Mercifully grant us strengthened by it, our dear sister may come to the eternal table of Christ, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Please be seated. Good morning, everyone. Can you hear me okay? Um, I'd just like to take a few minutes just to talk about my mum and some of my thoughts and reflections about the woman that she was. Um, you won't be surprised to hear that it very much mirrors what Father Morton has just said. Before I go into that, though, I'd just like to thank those of you who have come along today to join the family in a moment of grief but also really to celebrate the life and passing of really an amazing woman. Um, As I I listened to Father Morton going through the main events of my mum's life, um, it just makes me reflect on how resilient, strong-willed, determined she was as a person. We've heard she's fun-loving, but that strength... But, but more of, most of all, which we hear as, as he was going through it, is her abiding optimism. No matter what challenges and setbacks my mum had, and she had many of them, she was always looking forward, and the glass was always half full, never half empty. And I'm convinced that that in particular is what made her able to not just survive to 95, but to actually live her life to 95. So, I, again, I, I listened, and she was such a caring and thoughtful person. Even, you know, towards the end, she was always asking, after you'd asked how she was, she wanted to know how other people were doing, some of the challenges that they were facing. And again, if I look at earlier in life, you know, she was bringing up three young children, and her parents were very elderly, and she spent a lot of time looking after them, particularly when my grandfather died. And she was there with my, my grandmother, again, right to the end. So really quite, quite amazing that, that she did that. Again, when I look at us growing up, you know, my mum, I mean, she was a little bit smaller than me, so quite tall. Um, but we used to, we used to say she would, she would fight the devil. She was fiercely defensive of, of her children. Um, she provided, provided some amazing support to us. We all have ups and downs in our lives, and she was always there. And together with my father, they really encouraged us to be the best that we possibly could. I know that um, later in life, she really, really loved helping in the, bringing up her grandchildren and her great-grandchildren. And I know that they will remember her fondly as, as Gigi. Um, she was very fun-loving, and, and we heard that she, she loved to, to dance and to sing. But obviously, as for a lot of us today, the dancing fell away because she wasn't quite able to do so. Uh, but singing never went away. And as we all know, at any family gathering, especially if it was getting bogged down in politics or football, my mum would suddenly spontaneously break into the cow-cow boogie, which is my personal favourite, and that was the sing-song off and running at that point. Um, 
as we heard as well, you know, the, our lifelong enjoyment was the bingo. And, and we just shared it with my daughters earlier that we've all got our, card, our, our membership cards um, from when uh, we came to visit my mum. And as Father Morton said, in her heyday, she could uh, master half a dozen cards on her own and also keep an eye on those around her. And woe betide you if you made a wrong call or <laughs> you missed a full house, which uh, Carling was unfortunate enough to do. In fact, in my own personal experience, I was looking at some old bits and pieces the other day, and I found my, my membership card, and in it was the envelope where I won the national game, £118 in Rutherglen. And my mum turned to me when I called out, and she said, are you sure you've got this right? I'm going to kill you if it's a wrong call. Fortunately, it wasn't. Um, my mum was very determined and, and self-sufficient, and, and she really liked to fend for herself. And frankly, it's thanks really to Linda and Charles, with the amazing support and care that they gave to my mum, that she was able to live on her own way past what she should have been able to if it wasn't for, for them. And I'm sure I speak on behalf of the whole family when we express their appreciation of the sacrifice that they made to enable my mum to spend her last days in her own house. If you look at what happened you know, to everybody here, COVID-19 was a, a disaster, and particularly for my mum. The bingo gone, and I see Rutherland has actually closed now. And it wasn't just the bingo going, but socialization. She lost touch with all her friends. And obviously, a suspension of, of family visits and, and trips away with Linda. And we come up with the idea of, why don't we get my mum an iPad so she could communicate on FaceTime? And typical of my mum, she said, yep, I'll give it a try. And after some very patient tuition <laughs> from Linda, there was my mum up and running with the iPad at the age of 92. <laughs> and for me, that was a godsend. I actually live in Cornwall. So I was able to chat to my mum pretty much every, every evening. And as Father Morton said, she would open every call with a smile and a laugh. And she would end it, even, even towards the end, right up until the Friday before she went into hospital, saying, oh, well, things could be worse. Let's see what tomorrow brings. And that was my mum, so optimistic, incredible. Fortunately, the whole family were able to spend some time with my mum in those last few days in hospital to say their goodbyes. And thankfully, she passed away peacefully on that Monday morning. Getting a bit emotional now. Um, so that was my mum. So, never be forgotten and hopes in her hearts. Thank you. Thank you very much. And without even a note in front of you, too. Uh, just looking at you today, though, you're the absolute image of your mother. <laughs> so you've got a good looks. Uh, please stand. <laughs> 